Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. The MLS All-Star Game tonight at Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles. The MLS All-Stars against the Liga MX All-Stars, 9 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Those two leagues continue to work together to draw more fans. Meanwhile, leaders of the Oakland A's, including owner John Fisher, will make their fifth trip to Las Vegas to assess ballpark site options for the team if they decide to relocate starting today through Friday. This is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, August 25th. Hope everybody is doing well. Boy, it feels like it almost should be Friday already, but it is only Wednesday. It's been a busy news week. Let's get right to it. The Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 formally announced their alliance. We talked about this yesterday on the Buzzcast. They called the alliance a collaborative approach surrounding the future evolution of college athletics and scheduling. The three commissioners of the conferences spent all afternoon with the media attempting to explain why this alliance is necessary and what it would mean. They stressed it would focus on NCAA governance, student-athlete welfare, and ensuring that the collegiate model continues. It's also believed that the three conferences plan to be on the same page regarding the future of the college football playoff and any expansion of the CFP. Also, they'll attempt to be aligned on major topics regarding college athletics. So let's dig into this a little bit. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips said the three conferences felt a responsibility to stabilize a very volatile environment after Texas and Oklahoma moved to the SEC. But the alliance is not legally binding in any way. Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakoff acknowledged there's no signed contract, there's no signed documentation, but it's more of an agreement to do what they say they will do, meaning they have each other's back and they looked each other in the eye and they trust each other's word. Now, to that end, there was a lot of criticism of the alliance on social media among college observers yesterday for its lack of teeth or any signed agreements, believing that the trust factor, any trust factor among the three conference commissioners could be easily frayed amid the pressures of college sports. But we'll just have to see how this plays out. And we won't likely know how it will play out for quite some time. As our Michael Smith wrote in his SBJ College newsletter last night, the three commissioners said it is simply a motivation to work together on some of the major issues facing college sports. They aim to take a leadership position in stabilizing a very unstable college sports landscape and work together in that effort. Now, only time will tell how successful this is. Meanwhile, the alliance was announced shortly after the Pac-12 said it will decide within a couple of weeks whether it wants to expand, but they did not say which schools it might be interested in adding. The Pac-12 said first it would decide if they even want to expand, then they would begin the process of reviewing 
what schools they may be interested in targeting. No specific schools were mentioned. Many believe it would likely include a number of schools remaining in the Big 12. But here's what I took. Pac-12 observer John Wilner, he's a very astute watcher of the Pac-12. He writes for the San Jose Mercury News. He said his sources believe the most likely outcome for the conference is to remain at 12, believing that not enough schools add value to join the Pac-12. So keep your eye on possible expansion or an expansion decision by the Pac-12 fairly soon. Staying with college sports, Oliver Luck, a well-known name in college sports, has joined the Big 12 in a consulting role as he will help the league assess opportunities going forward and help the league navigate the current landscape. Remember, Oliver Luck served as West Virginia's athletic director from 2010 2014. He helped West Virginia land in the Big 12 in 2012. He then served at the NCAA for four years and was mentioned as a possible candidate to become commissioner of the Pac-12. Let's shift away from college sports because when you talk to NFL insiders this year, there are a lot of eyes on the Jacksonville Jaguars, not just for what the team could do on the field with Urban Meyer and all the changes there, but also the business operations off the field. And the Jaguars received some good news in that it can move forward on building a $120 million football complex. They can move forward after the Jacksonville City Council unanimously agreed to pay up to $60 million of the cost. And interestingly, there was little debate over this measure that is among the largest spending items the City Council has taken up recently. Generally, expenditures like this, specifically around a football team, take a lot of debate but not this one in Jacksonville. So what is this complex? Well, the $120 million football complex will have training facilities for the players, offices for the football side of the team, and even a grandstand for fans to watch practice. The team wants to start construction in early 2022, so early next year, and their goal is to have the Sports Performance Center finished before the start of the 2023 football season. The city and the Jaguars would split the cost 50-50 for the complex, so each putting in $60 million. The complex will be owned by the city and leased to the team. But the Jags receiving some very good news as they continue to develop their brand in the Jacksonville marketplace. Let's shift to an organization we don't talk a lot about on the Buzzcast, but we said that in the last earnings report, Endeavor touted the success of its pro bull riders, saying it's having one of its strongest years ever. They stated that the PBR is on pace for its best year yet for media rights, sponsorship, merchandise, and licensing sales. Let's look at the sponsorship side. It's hard to argue that they aren't gonna have a great year. The PBR has signed nine new official partnerships this year, bringing its total to 33. They signed a new deal yesterday. They signed the league's first CBD sponsorship, which we all know is very, very controversial among certain leagues, and many leagues enter into that space very, very slowly. The nine new partners signed by the PBR this year represent a growth of 11% of revenue when it comes to their partnership category for the PBR. And the PBR said it's really focusing on national sponsorships after over-indexing on local deals more recently. Our Terry Lefton reported yesterday that the PBR is signing Audacious as its first official CBD partner of the PBR. It is the biggest marketing deal 
to date for Audacious. So again, as I mentioned, as some properties are still unsure of how to navigate the CBD space, the PBR goes right in, signs a deal with Audacious, and that caps another strong deal as the PBR having one of its best years ever. Let's shift to NASCAR because it's always a good sign when a major brand returns to spend money around a sport. And that's what's happening with Subway and NASCAR. Our Adam Stern reported yesterday that the world's largest quick service restaurant struck a deal with Stuart Haas Racing for the rest of this year. And the two sides are hoping that it can continue the deal into 2022. Subway is replacing another QSR chain. Stuart Haas Racing had a deal with Jimmy John's, but now they complete a deal with Subway. Now, Subway has still been advertising a bit around NASCAR programming, but the brand largely exited the sport in 2017 when it ended its deal with Joe Gibbs Racing. But we all know that Subway is pushing major, major marketing dollars around its e Fresh and Refresh campaign. Now Subway puts more money behind the sponsorship side with NASCAR with its deal with Stuart Haas Racing. So look for Subway and Stuart Haas Racing for the rest of 2021. And finally, our latest episode of SBJ Spotlight drops today. We talked to two insiders about what the value will be around the new NHL jersey ads. Look for that to be featured later today on sportsbusinessjournal.com. Also, if you'd ever like to be a guest on SBJ Spotlight, please let me know. We're always looking for interesting points of view on the sports business. And I've mentioned it a few times on the Buzzcast. We're just over four weeks away from SBJ and Access presenting our sports facilities and franchises and ticketing symposium, the three-day event being held in Las Vegas, September 28th through 30th. Hope you can join us. We'll have a ton of activities, a ton of learning. You'll hear from industry leaders throughout the ticketing facilities and franchises space. Go to our website to register today. Let me know if you have any questions, but we hope to see you in Las Vegas at the end of September. So that is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.